Good afternoon and welcome to the 5 p.m. update for Hurricane Ian, Major Hurricane Ian, as it has made landfall in southwest Florida at the mouth of Charlotte Harbor and Punta Gorda, Cayo Costa, uh, the islands, the Berry Islands there off of southwest Florida. As a Category 4, major Category 4 with winds, sustained winds over 155 miles an hour. Um, and so we had a lot of firsts with this storm. Um, the first highest recorded key, uh second highest recorded storm surge in key west at over three feet um we've had storm surge reports coming out of naples over eight feet and out of the uh right intermediate right of the center of course is where the highest storm surge is um some of the barrier islands and fort barry's beach are completely submerged in water of course some of the highest totals could be very well be over 12 to 14 foot of storm surge coming in in some of those barrier islands and so our thoughts and prayers are with those people down there. Tampa Bay area was spared. However, winds were gusting to 60 miles an hour, 65 miles an hour earlier in the St. Pete Clearsburg, Clearwater area. And, of course, all of the bridges remained closed from the Sunshine Skyway Bridge down 275 down to all the Courtney Camel Causeway. All those bridges and causeways, of course, are likely closed. Um, but thank God for the mandatory evacuation issued by the governor. DeSantis earlier, so most people are out of these uh, really um, zones in Sarasota County um, and Collier County and those areas up north um, and Brayton and Sarasota and those areas around Tampa Bay and those evacuation zones. So most people heated those, so that was um, excellent and that was great for Tampa Bay that they missed the majority of the storm surge um, and most of the water was actually called an outtide where the water flew out of the bays, flowed out of the bays because of the direction of the wind. And storm surge is highly dependent upon the direction of the wind. Now, I should caveat all of this in saying that, you know, I'm not a trained meteorologist. I'm a trained storm spotter. So I just want to let you know this is a disclaimer. Always listen to your local advisories and authorities um, in the National Hurricane Center and all of that. OK, um, I should put that disclaimer out there um, each time I do the podcast because I don't want people to get the wrong impression or the wrong idea. But now that being said, let's get back to Ian. Um, Ian grew in size, went, underwent two maximum uh, rapid intensifications, one um, as it got just south of western Cuba, and then another as it, of course, made near overnight, yesterday night, where we had a 35, uh, we had a 20 millibar pressure drop and a 35 mile an hour increase of winds. You know, we, we, yesterday was only 120 mile an hour, Cat 3, and we thought that we had thought the initial thinking was between meteorologists and um, other trained storm spotters was that the dry air that you see back here, this uh, Pensacola Mobile and all of that, that dark area represents dry air. We thought that that would just get entrained into Ian. Um, the circulation, but that did not happen. It undergo rapid intensification, almost made Cat Five status, which is 157 miles or 157 miles winds sustained or greater. Okay, but but that's beside the point. Now, what the steering area now is that it's caught up in the cold front or what's a trough, and basically it's phased into it or merged into the cold front here, as you can see. Um, and it's going to be slow moving right now. It's moving north northeast at nine winds are coming down But it's going to take it time right now. The winds are staying at 140 It should be coming down and the pressure should be coming up as it traverses the state This is reminiscent of Hurricane Charlie, but this is much bigger than Charlie Charlie can fit inside Ian obviously um, And the the storm surge totals are going to be higher than Charlie um, in the Port Charlotte Punta Gorda Fort, North Fort Myers Beach especially down south so from North Fort Myers Beach the highest surge would have been from North Fort Myers Beach across the Cusahasi River 
there in that inlet. So from North Myers Beach down to Bonita Springs, just south of uh, north of Naples is where the highest surge is going to be reported, most likely, um, excluding the Pine Islands, um, Captiva Island, those islands, Sanibel Island. That's where the surge on those very islands. That's to be the highest surge. And the second highest to be on the mainland from North Fort Myers Beach through um, those areas like that. Now, wind, Inglewood, places like that, Venice, they took the highest of the northern eyewall winds coming up in here. So from Venice, Inglewood, Northport, through I-75 coming down there, they took some high winds there. That northern, northeast, northeastern eyewall comes in. Now the biggest threat shifts towards um, Orlando and the I-4 corridor south. So Orlando, Avon Park, Lake Wales, um, Daytona Beach, the I-4 corridor coming down there um, through there. Uh, Altamont Springs, Winter Garden, all those areas. Uh, Volusia County, up up through all those areas down there. That's going to be the concern as it moves north northeast slowly in terms of rain and wind. They can still get Category One winds. So if you're in Orlando, you could experience Category One or Category Borderline Category Two, anywhere somewhere between 74 and 90 miles an hour sustained gust um, from this system as it could traverse the state. Um, and also the tornado threat remains north and east, of course, you know, um, some of these bands could still produce some quick spin ups. So we're on the lookout for that as well. Flooding rains are concerned. You're still looking at about eight to 10 inches, to almost a foot of rain still to come for most of these inland counties here. So if you're anywhere in Orange County, Volusia, Pasco, Seminole, um, down south here to east uh, to these uh, certain these uh, interior counties like Highlands County, uh, like those counties north of Lake Okeechobee. They could be experiencing still another foot the rain to come, ten to twelve inches of rain to come because of how slowly the system is moving. Now it is supposed to, it is expected to accelerate, but we're not expecting to see that until it gets um, somewhere up by Daytona Beach, uh, Melbourne Beach area to accelerate to north northeast, and then of course do the whole loop the loop wrap around and make the two landfalls things that um that is suspected here, as you can see on the track here. The hurricane center is right on spot. This is where it's going to go. Um, and then it, we'll have to see if it re-intensifies once it gets back out into the Atlantic side here on 2 a.m. Friday uh, morning here. But we'll have to see how that goes. Um, but right now, the main concern is uh, heavy flooding rain. The tropical storm winds will continue uh, throughout the day today and tonight. And then tomorrow morning, they should begin to subside from west to east. So um, those areas along the coast um, that experience the hurricane force winds, they should begin to break from that, uh, meaning from uh Bradenton, Sarasota southward basically. So this is what we're looking at with Ian, this historic storm. I mean it's just eerily similar. It follows the same pattern of Charlie, just a little bit south of the I four corridor from Tampa to Lakeland to Orlando, Daytona Beach. But this is exactly the same path that Charlie took um in back in two thousand four, some seventeen, sixteen, seventeen odd years ago. And this storm I must say it was very difficult to forecast and predict, even for the computer models, because Everybody knew that Florida was going to be impacted, but which part? The Big Bend, uh, models are ranging from the Big Bend all the way down through, uh, you know, down to down to where, where it made landfall. But nobody knew, you know, exactly where. And the models were having a hard time because of the trough, the influence of this cold front trough kind of merged and phasing kind of deal going on. Will it catch up? Will it speed ahead? And I must admit, I was even uh, wrong when I said a couple of days ago, I was saying that the Big Bend was going to be the area, but it turned in, you know, just like Charlie did, it turned in northeast. And so, you know, these wobbles happen. Uh, there's no science. Forecasting is an imperfect science, of course, guys, as you know, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but we're thankful that we, the, the benefits, the positives of it is that, you know, we have these hurricane hunters that go out into the storm. They send three planes, three a jet, you know, into the high levels, the middle levels, low levels, and they get all this information to go into the computers. And so that does help the super model, the super uh, computers to help get the GFS and the Euro models to align and the consensus model, of course, and all of that good stuff. 
So even with all of that, it's still, you know, the landfall was still a very pivotal moment in any hurricane's history. And every storm is different, as our uh, director said, Hurricane Director Center Director, former director said. But we're thankful that uh, Tampa Bay was spared the worst of the um, storm surge. But our friends down south, um, you know, our prayers are with those in Venice, North Fort, uh, North Fort Myers, Fort Myers Beach, um, Inglewood, uh, Punta Gorda. Uh, you name it. All those areas down seventy, uh, down in seventy-five south in the southwest tip uh, corner of Florida. Um, you know, it's going to take a long time to recover from the flooding and the storm surge and the wind damage that we have seen. Um, I think the storm surge will be something that will be notable. I don't know if it's record-breaking. Um, I've seen water in some of these uh, storm cloud locations that they've shown the video. It looks to be at least somewhere between eight and ten feet, eleven feet, twelve feet. Um, so that will be somewhat to look at for later on and another day. Um, now, so that's what's going on with Ian. There is another area of concern out in the in the middle of the Atlantic, some hundred, couple hundred miles east of the um, Windward Islands, but it's going to be dissipating soon, according to the Hurricane Center. There's only a 30% chance of development in five days, so it's going to be short-lived, uh, the tropical depression um, out there. I think it's number 11, I believe. Let's check on that just to get a brief little update here away from Ian. Um, yeah, tropical depression 11 here. Winds are 35 knots, 35 miles an hour, pressure's 1,008. Uh, it's moving north-northwest at 10, so it's an, it's, there's a fish storm. Uh, that's not going to be the concern. Uh, it, it's not going to be affecting anybody here. I'm going to show you the cone real quick. It's heading out into the middle of the north, uh, in the middle of the middle Atlantic, and uh, it's going to weaken to a depression by Saturday, according to the National Hurricane Center's official forecast. Just want to show you that, um, and so there's no concern there for that. But but Ian, um, Hurricane Ian will continue to weaken. Like I said, it'll be probably between the Cat 1 winds here. It'll still be a hurricane possibly when it gets to the Orlando area. So anybody in Orlando, Kissimmee, friends, you'll be okay. But you're just going to have a heavy rain and wind night coming up here uh, late Wednesday. It's already 5 p.m. Eastern Time Wednesday. So by uh, late tonight, uh, Wednesday night into Thursday morning, it'll still be raining there and, you know, heavy winds now. But basically, Ian will be done. The, the whole state of Florida will be done with Ian by Friday morning, basically. It'll be up by Jacksonville, heading into Georgia, or heading out of the Atlantic Ocean. So that's great news. It is expected to accelerate. That's according to the National Hurricane Center. So that means that the front, the cold front, is going to pick it up and kick it out. One more thing I want to mention. Unlike other storms uh, that we have this time of year, there's two peaks in the hurricane season. As you know, I want to make that clear. There's two peaks in the Atlanta hurricane season right now. Now, September 10th through October, um, September 10th is the first, September is the first peak, as you know, that first week in September. Then there's a secondary peak, and climatologically speaking, from um, October in the middle, the second week in October, October 10th through um, that week there. So this is just about on time in terms of the hurricane activity. This is the peak part of the hurricane season um, between September and uh, basically from the middle of September to the middle of October and then November and last to November 30th. That's the official end of the hurricane season. But by then, climatologically speaking, we're looking closer to the uh, Gulf, the northern Gulf of Mexico, I mean, the Gulf of Mexico, the southern Gulf of Mexico, and over to the east of Bahamas, closer to home uh, for some spin-ups off of fronts, off of cold fronts and things of that nature that may try to make us a uh, landfall. So Hurricane Ian may be um, unofficially the biggest hurricane I mean, the uh, biggest hurricane story we have, landfalling hurricane story we have for this hurricane season. I can't say it because I, I can't say that because the hurricane season is still ongoing, as we know. But typically after October, the activity begins to wane after October 31st. November is the last month of hurricane season. We don't typically get a whole lot of strong storms like this in those months. Now, not to say that we can. Obviously, we're going through, you know, you know, some the water's warm enough. We can still get that. 
but typically that's the that's the bulk of the hurricane season that was so this is going to be the story of the year hurricane of the year major hurricane of the year this is our first major hurricane of the year and it probably you know we might might get another one like i said we're still going to peak um going through october 10th or the 15th of next month but you know i haven't looked at any of the models or anything so i don't know so i'm not going to comment on that but ian is it was it was a major hurricane it was our first and so that's what's going on there um, top wind gusts, there was a report of 126 mile an hour wind gusts in Punta Gorda. Um, there were some other reports over 100 miles an hour wind gusts, top wind gusts. So that's to be expected when you have a major hurricane like this, a Category 4, almost Category 5 when it made a landfall there. And another thing, too, with this system was that it underwent rapid intensification and an eyewall replacement cycle all within the same uh, couple of, and all within the same night, basically, that same 24 hour period, uh, which is crazy. Um, and in and another thing too was when we saw how big the eye was, the eye was at one point nearly forty miles across. And, you know, typically if it if it had weakened and it had a big eye like that, that would have been absolutely awesome, you know. But unfortunately it went through that rapid intensification. Normally you would see a small eye, you know, a pinwheel eye and a very strong concentric eye wall circle around it. You know, that means it's strong intensified, you know, usually. And sometimes with a bigger eye, just because of the physics, it will be considered, you know, normally a weaker storm. You know what I mean? When you have a bigger star- surface area with a bigger eye, like a 60 mile an hour, I mean, a 60 nautical mile eye, typically you see that in weaker storms. But however, this storm has such a defined stadium effect with the eye, with the towering clouds above 40,000 feet around the eye wall, with lightning included, it was just the opposite and intensified. And the wind shear wasn't able to get in. Um, this was according to um, one of the people that, uh, well, one of the persons that according to, I, I got this one, was from AccuWeather Senior Meteorologist, Dr. Dan Kawasaki. I hope I'm saying the name right. But he said that uh, these major hurricanes, these mature hurricanes, and, uh, and to a lesser extent, mature tornadoes, they create their own microenvironment around them so that um, so much they're not affected by the wind, uh, typical dry air you see in the back here of this picture here. This dr- they're not affected by dry air or wind shear. They create their own weather around them, and that that is so true. And so I thank him for that point. This is he is um, a critical point to remember when we're talking about a major mature hurricane with a well-defined eye and a well-defined eye wall is that they create their own environment around them. So like I said, we were all surprised, meteorologists included on air. They said they were surprised that the, the dry air last night didn't entrain into this system um, as much, you know. Um, and, and it didn't weaken it. In fact, you know, when it underwent the rapid intensification. So little changes like that, despite having all the information in the computer telling us that it was going to be a major hurricane and all that stuff, it was still surprising to see that because there was dry air in the Gulf of Mexico. I think I mentioned that in my last two uh, episodes with you guys. I was saying that there's dry air in the northern the Gulf of Mexico and that this trough, a cold front, was going to pick it up and it was going to be merged in and was going to go accelerate and go faster north to the north, northeast and weaken at the same time. Well, that didn't happen until, you know, so... So, you know, so little changes like that. I just want to explain that phenomenon to you as well. But now the cold front or trough has it. It has picked up in. It's going to continue to move north, northeast slowly, albeit. But then it's going to accelerate tomorrow morning, probably around north, northeast. It should be moving up to about 15 miles an hour or something like that um, in that range. You know, tomorrow morning, after tomorrow morning, after the pre-dawn hours, maybe around lunchtime, it'll be accelerating to the north, northeast. But still dumping heavy rain, of course, and all the, you know, still got those uh, issues there, unfortunately. 
but another thing that's good though is Florida is flat. I know that people say that it's bad, that it's flat, but you won't get that oil graphic nifting, that squeezing out effect that you that they will maybe later on when this thing gets back out into the Atlantic and makes another landfall somewhere around Charleston or I don't know what they have what they have it going now, anywhere between Charleston, Hilton Head or something like that, and it goes up into the mountains and upstate of North Carolina and South Carolina where they're gonna get that oil graphic nifting. It may not and when the times it gets with there it would be like a depression or something like that, not even a name storm, just a remnants of but it's gonna squeeze out those uh for those uh the rain over the mountains like a washcloth you squeeze a washcloth out over a bathtub because of the lifting of the mountain they call it orographic lifting uh they can get a foot of rain up there in the, in the Appalachians the southern Appalachians in upstate of South Carolina we'll have to wait and see so this is just going to be a the story of the year once again in terms of major hurricanes um strengthening like this um overall so i just wanted to bring you the update uh, just an extended update i thank you for your support please continue to subscribe to this channel once again um i appreciate your support the weather guru and we'll be back with more updates not only just with hurricane ian but what's going on in the rest of the um, country and the world as we've had um our prayers and thoughts out with those in pakistan the floods are still uh, even though it subsided the floodwaters have been tremendously damaging there and the typhoon there was a typhoon in um southern vietnam that displaced a lot of people over a hundred thousand people too so our prayers and thoughts are with those people as well typhoon nura there in southern vietnam so um be blessed today i'll be back with more updates and as it becomes available thank you for your support take, take care